Well, okay, good morning, good morning, good morning. Thank you for tuning in to Don't Suffer in Silence with Damien Christopher. I am your host. I hope you're feeling really good, feeling really strong. I want to just say thank you for being here. Welcome you to our show. Now, on today's show, we're going to be discussing, talking about pride. You know, like, oh, my pride. You know, I, I just don't want to ask for help, and I just don't want to be a burden to someone. So if you know how that feels, and you get that, so please tune in. Uh, grab some watermelon, grab some coffee, grab your favorite dish. I'm not sure what you enjoy. Just please grab it. No, I value you. I value your time. I value your moment to moment. I'm just so grateful that you are here. Cool. All right, let's get started. All right. All right. So how do you know when, how do you know when you have a real problem? Okay. So I'm going to come clean that I'm the kind of person that, yeah, I definitely believe in asking for help. Right. Um, um, <laughs> sorry about that. I had a had an inco- had an incoming phone call. Anyway, so so yeah, asking for help. Um, like so, I moved from California to Texas after my parents' divorce. You know all that. I'm gonna repeat all that. But uh, I was sitting in class, uh, probably from my sixth grade to my, maybe my sophomore year in high school, and I never raised my hand. I never asked for help. But I had an English uh, literature teacher named named Miss Sarah Lane, and she said, "Hey, you know, if you got questions, just raise your hand, right?" So, of course, you know, uh, if you were born back in the 80s, 70s, I'll say maybe 80s, early 80s, mid 80s, um, you know, like there, there, there's this awkwardness. And I'm sure it is now uh, with with the youth and teenagers. And if you listening, if you're a teenager or end of year in college, whatever, um, you kind of look around in class and see who's raising their hand. Look to your left, look to your right. And it's like, OK, man, like, no one's raising their hand. So one day I just kind of, you know, worked the courage to ask for help. And uh, ask a question about the the reading assignment, and I remember this like I remember this like it was yesterday. Um, like my, my literature teacher made me believe, right? And of course, she was safe. She was a very safe woman. And and I, I fast forward now to this present day. Like, how, how do you know when you have a problem? Is is you know when you have a problem whenever you um, are unwilling to ask for help from safe people, and and, and to receive help from people in your life who want to just help you and love on you, right? Man, it's so easy to, to make this podcast radio show and tell you what to do and give you advice and give you counsel. But whenever you're the one, rather, rather whenever I'm the one needing to ask for help. So I have these two friends, Silas and Veronica and Matthew. Uh, <laughs> and all and our relationships began very, 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 very troublesome. So yeah, I, I met Silas and Veronica going through a breakup. Uh, he was walking to the car. She was leaving the building, and I was—I happened to be right there watching their 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 fight. And uh, it wasn't domestic; they they weren't punching. Uh, she was just very disappointed and distraught. And he was walking away, so I said, "Okay, well, no big deal. You know, they'll be fine." Well, I happened to see her again, and not him. I I, I spoke to him, but I didn't physically see him. So I said, "Hey, um, I don't mean to interfere. Uh, I normally don't do this. Um, it's y'all's business." But I'm like, "Hey, are you okay? Do you want a bottle of water?" She's like, "No." So we sat down in a public place. She sat on one and one end of the couch. I sat on the opposite end. I said, "Hey, you know, um, you know, I can tell you're not. You're very distraught. Like, what's going on?" And of course, she tells me that they're having dysfunction. Um, they're, they're not on the same page, and things have just changed. His direction is east. Hers is west. So we, we get through that phase. Um, they I think they separate. I'm not sure all the details. I try my best to not. This is another, this is another thing about me. I try my best not to get superly um, involved in my family or my friend's life. I get close, but only so close. Right. 
um, you want to you want to let people know that you're there. <laughs> but at the same time, it needs to be reciprocal. Um, again, sorry about that noise. I was the AC turning on anyway. So you want to let people know that that you're there. But it's also this is what I'm learning. And I, and I, and I knew years ago. But I'm having to be reminded that 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 these relationships should should be reciprocal. So as as Veronica was telling me about you know the, her situation with Silas and, the, and their problems, she said, "Hey, you know what? I want you to remember from the very 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 beginning our relationship, this this friendship, or whatever the hell it is, and it needs to be reciprocal, like give and take. I give, you take, you take, I give, right? And I was like, wow, okay, that's cool. I remember that. So now we're roughly five months later and um you know i have an issue and my issue is um you know being a caretaker okay uh now, now being uh, being being a caretaker is a, is a very unique role to be in <clears throat> and being a caretaker people often don't ask how you're doing like it's a basic thing hey how are you doing right and it's something that we get busy and if you if you listening you right now where you are if you've ever taken care of someone taking care of someone it means that you're healthy you're strong um, you're vibrant, you're alert, you're attentive. Um, um, it's in a, in a sense, you're, you're, you're having to take care of yourself and another person, <clears throat> but it's, it's, it becomes complicated when you don't ask for help. That's kind of where I'm at today. So my other friend, Matthew, uh, we talked, <laughs> we talked for months now, but like, we've never gotten personal and intimate like, until this morning. He's like, Hey man, uh, how are you doing? I said, Oh, I mean, I'm doing good. Um, I'm, I'm genu- I'm genuinely, I'm doing fine. But I said, hey, you know, I'm, I'm kind of having um, a situation with my fiance. She's she's going through grief, loss of a, a parent, loss of a best friend, and just not handling it handling it too well. And I also I, I told Matthew, I said, hey man, gosh, I'm finding myself, you know, in in a position of caregiving, and I've been in, the, in this position off and on since I was nine years old, and I really don't want to be in this position now that I'm I'm, I'm going to be forty this year, right? Uh, I'm 39 today. I'll be 40 in September 18th. This is this which is 2022. I'm like, man. So I felt myself suppressing these feelings of frustration and disappointment, not in my fiance and and what she's experienced, but the way the way it's going about um, and how heavy the and how heavy the load can be. So I say, you know, instead of me sitting here and dwelling and gnawing and, and feeling sorry for myself, you know, call Veronica and Silas. Uh, speak to Matthew and just say, "Hey, man, I'm um, I'm thinking about you," and see how they respond. And they, they and they both each responded in turn. Hey, Damien, tell me about you. Tell me about um, how you're feeling. Tell me about what you got going on. <laughs> so it's like, okay, you know, <laughs> it's like this sigh of relief because you know that okay, I'm not in this by myself. And it's funny. <laughs> it's the funniest part. And scary too, but it's funny. But but like uh, Matthew and Veronica and Silas, uh, neither of them have met, <clears throat> you know, my fiance Rosie. None of them have. Um, but Matthew knows all about her. He knows all about her intimately, <clears throat> meaning he knows about her through me. <clears throat> he's talked. He's talked. He's been around me. He's absorbed my energy. He knows I, I value him. I care about him. E- each day I, I see him. I, we never talk about work. Or, or problems. He's like, hey, man, tell me about you. How are you doing? And I just try to be consistent with him. Hey, I just, I care about you. And over that time, a period of time frame, consistent, there's a, there's a level of warmth and trust. So, so that's what we're kind of talking about here. Like, I, of course, acknowledging, okay, I have a problem is one thing, but acknowledging, okay, when, when, when did that problem start? It's another thing. And then, okay, like, now what? <laughs> like, like, what do I do about it? Who, who do I tell? 
about this problem I have, and it's not like it's life and death, but it can be perceived to be when you're taking care of someone, uh, it can be p- potentially life and death if you're a caretaker and, you, and you're not and you're not taking care of yourself. Because the person you're taking care of, whether he or she is on medication, whether they have a mental illness, whether he or she is suffering through grief, whatever their their circumstance is, you still are your own individual person. Means you have to, you have to laugh for yourself, you have to encourage yourself, you have to exercise for yourself, you have to take vitamins for yourself, you have to um, not micromanage that person. Right, that's another thing. Number two, I'm sorry, number five, you got to go to work for yourself. You see what I'm saying? Still make money and pursue your dream. Right, so for you, probably think, wait, wait a minute, Damon. How the hell do you pursue your dream and find balance and take care of this this person? Your, your whether it be your grandmother, whether, whether it be your dog, whether it be caretaking for your 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 spouse or your best friend or a classmate or coworker, whatever it is, right? I I am I'm walking this out so I can tell you, yes, you listening, I can I can walk with you and tell you that that's the number one thing is that you're, that, is that you're not alone. That's not, that's number one. That's the most important thing. You're not by yourself. Number two, there are people in your life who want to help you. But you must let them help you. Now, this is hard for me too. I'm, I'm, I call, I call Veronica and Silas. I was like, man, <clears throat> I just need, I just need two minutes every time, because like, everybody's so busy. Everybody's so busy. <laughs> everybody's so busy. So you don't want to be a burden. You don't want to be a burden. You don't, you don't want, you don't want to, you know, interrupt someone's day. And I say the hell with that. The right people who love you and care about you and who are in your life, they want you to interrupt. They want you to, to burden them, right? Not all the time, not twenty four seven, but if you ask, they're there. So uh, <laughs> I called Veronica and Silas, uh, and of course, you know, Veronica picked up. I said, hey, I just need two minutes to vent about, you know, uh, caretaking and, and, being, and being in this position, how hard it is. Then with Matthew, him and I, him and I are the same sex, we're the same gender. Um, I think we're both the same age. It's funny. I'm an Oakland A's fan. He's a Texas Rangers fan. So we're, it's a constant banter back and forth. And um, um, he he's a father, right? And he's a husband, and I'm I'm trying to be a husband one day. So he and I, he he, he and I's relationship is a little bit more intimate and 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 personal, because like I said, we we spent more time face to face together and and kind of working alongside of each other intimately, and you know working through his frustrations, my frustrations, um, with you know, life, work, economics, all those basics, and just praying for each other. So I kind of unloaded. Um, the weight of caring, and I I unloaded and I redistributed like the weight of caring, the responsibility of of, of caretaking. So like that that's very it's vital important. So that's that's that's, that's two things you got to think about. Remember, remember, you know you're not alone. And you've probably heard about it a million times. But as a caretaker, you 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 are not alone. You're not by yourself. And it does it does feel that way? Like oh sh, this is crazy. I'm by myself. No, you're not. That's the biggest lie. You're not you're not by yourself. The number two. I'm going to repeat this. The right people in your life who are already in your life, they want to help you. They want to to reciprocate and they want to 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 be there. You have to let them in and you have to commit to letting them in. And that's the hardest, scariest part. Um, and, and I can say this because I, I've built time and rapport with Veronica and Matthew and Silas. I, I've built time and rapport. I've built time and rapport. Uh, I haven't ever taken from either one of Matthew or Veronica or Silas. I see, you kind of see what I'm saying? I've given and I've given and now they're saying, hey man, it's your turn. Let us, you know, um, carry some of that load with you. Um, and it's, it's crazy how you can recognize these things happening, going on inside of you. You, you recognize the frustration building, the anxiety building. Uh, you recognize um, 
the heaviness building. And in that moment, you could say, okay, I'm going to stuff this down, down deep inside. I'm going to suppress it. Or I'm going to, okay, wait a minute. I got to open up this door, open up these windows and let some fresh air in. And in, and this morning, that's that's basically what I did on this Friday morning of July 2nd. Oh, I'm sorry, July 1st. Um, and once again, it's a practice. Right? It's a practice. I'm not going to ever tell you, listening, you, it's you right now. I'm not, not going to ever tell you to do something that I myself am unwilling to do. Or am you know refusing to do right? There there are some things that people would call you know deal breakers or, or non negotiables, and for me a non negotiable is very simple. It's like saying hey you know you're not asking for help, and you and you uh, not putting on your pride or putting your pride aside is a non negotiable right? Because we all have to receive help. We all have to receive love from the outside, from the right safe people. That's number three. That's key. That's the, the right safe people is is vital. Um, I'm sure all of us can recognize and maybe have trust issues or uh, suspicion or cynical right at, at moments in time. But when it comes to, to to trusting and finding the right people to talk to, uh, that's very very vital, very critical because you just can't tell anyone, you just can't dump on anyone. Um, what what weight and what load you're bearing, but you have to try, and that that's the key here. You have to try. There's no excuses. No one's gonna feel sorry for you. No one's gonna come and save you. No one's gonna come, you know, give you a pat on the back and and just hey, you know, let you have a pity party seven days a week. No, you might get five minutes that week and have a pity party. Okay, you had your moment, you got triggered, whatever it was. Okay, now let's get back on the horse and let's try and try and try again, right? So, again, <laughs> you have a problem, like, and where do you start with that? Where do you begin with that? Where do you begin? Um, confronting that problem, right? And again, it's one thing to acknowledge that's that's great, but there needs to be a strategy, there needs to be a practice, and there needs to be accountability. And I mean within yourself. Like let's just be clear. I'm talking about within yourself, within the individual person that you are and that I am. And you can hear it in my voice that yeah, I care, I care a great deal. But when you care about others, you must first in turn care about yourself first. They they must see you first take care of yourself. That they must see you first practice healthy boundaries. They must see you first practice drinking water and taking vitamins each day and getting proper sleep each day. They must see you live by example. Otherwise, your words kind of just fall to the ground. Now, I need to. I don't feel the need. I'm going to try to explain. Uh, you know, being a caretaker is a very very selfless and selfish role. Um. There's this thing that we all have inside of us. We all have this craving, a need, or we we crave the need to be needed, right? But at the same time, you you want things to be your way. You want crap to go your way. You want crap to be your way. And you can't because it's like, okay, I'm having to take care of this thing or this person or this situation, right? That I really didn't sign up for, right? So that's the selfish part. But the selfless part comes into um, um, accepting, right? your limitations right accepting that this life can't be always be about what you want like burger king work what do you want when you want it, how you want it. it's a citizen burger king you realize very very fast right and you realize also um that it's gonna be okay oh uh, there are ebbs and flows to this thing and being a caretaker there's something that people don't really talk about because it's like it's, it's like man I, I i i wouldn't put up with this or i wouldn't go through that or i wouldn't or i would never I would tell you right now, like you listening right where you are, never say what you'll never do or where you'll never be. 
I told myself, man, I, you know, once I got, I had a best friend of mine. He had moved from Chicago to Texas. I said, hey, hey, bro. Uh, I guess he got kicked out of his apartment. I said, hey, you can come fail me for a week, but you, but you got to go. So after a week, I kicked him out. <laughs> I drove him to the bus station. I got him a ticket. You out of here. So, and I made my mind from that point on. I said, hey, you know what? I'm not, I'm not going to just take care of everybody and try to save everybody just because they're in a bad situation that they put themselves in, right? I'm going to walk and support but I'm not going to overextend and commit myself to the point to where I injure or where I give up my dream or my, or my goals or my, um, you know, the things that I'm interested in pursuing, right? The things that, that I want to go places, places that I want to go, things I want to do. I'm not going to sacrifice them all uh, to, to, to take care of someone. And you're like, man, that's pretty selfish. I know that's how it sounds, right? It might, it might be how, how it's perceived. But there's a balance right there's a balance to everything and there's also a balance to caregiving and and there's a balance to taking care of yourself right making and maintaining your own sanity it's a very fine line because it looks different for us all uh some of you who are caretaking as teenagers uh, as kids in high school as kids in elementary as teachers who are caretaking students after hours right or after you know long hours of of teaching and preparation Fathers, mothers, aunts, you know, whatever, uh, whatever age bracket you are, you're in, and and caretakers are often neglected. Let's over this. Be clear, right? No one's gonna give you a pat on the back and say, "Hey, what a good job you're doing," because the, the caretaking happens behind the scenes. But this this sober clear. Caretaking happens behind the scenes. There's a lot of arguments. There's a lot of fights. There's a lot of compromise. There's a lot of give and take. There's a lot of joy as well and happiness as well but it's all behind the scenes and it's not uh it's not on reality it's a pleasure it's not on reality tv it's definitely it's definitely not, not gonna be on netflix right or hulu or uh streaming right because who wants to see that crap no one does right it's ugly it's awful and rightfully so but there's a reality that says hey okay yeah this is ugly yeah this is frustrating yeah this is selfless and this is i'm also i'm also a very selfish person but um, I believe in, and I, I struggle with this, but I'm a firm believer, firm, 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 firm believer that we should welcome all experiences, right? Uh, which is hard for me, right? Because I'm like, okay, I don't want to be in a caretaker's position again. I, I just don't want to be there. But when there's a reality and life happens that, that's out of your control, that's out of the person's control that you're taking care of, um, you can't make excuses, but you need to acknowledge that it for what it is, right? And you need to um, concentrate, right, and focus on yourself, right? Meaning your mental health, your psychological health, your emotional health, your spiritual health, because the person you're taking care of can't always help you. So you have to find support systems, you have to find friends, you have to find hobbies, you have to find um, outlets, right? and healthy outlets, by the way. I've taken all the bad and wrong roles and wrong outlets and wrong antidotes and wrong options. So learn from me uh, what not to do. But what to do is, once again, it's going to look different and feel different for everyone. There, there's no, no uh, I, I call them a cookie cutter process to this thing because caregiving is just, it's a hard thing. And it's not, not I'm, I'm lying, it's not really hard. I think we make, I think we, we make care, care, caretaking hard and caregiving hard because um, we think that it's all on our shoulders. And, and once again, I'm back to point number one that 
that that's a lie because it's, you're not alone. It's not all on your shoulders. But somehow we convince ourselves, I've done that for years, man. It's all about what I'm going through. No one knows what I'm going through. and n- No one knows what I'm carrying. Well, hey, sir or ma'am, people can't read your mind, bro. Well, sir or ma'am, not every person feels like it's a burden. Yeah, it's an inconvenience, 100%. Like, it's definitely an inconvenience. Let's call it what it is. But the right people, again, here I, I'm going back to that. This is point number two, that the right people in your life that are already there, that want to be there, are willing to help you and willing to listen to you, right? And it's, it's we, we, we love our privacy. We love our isolation. Uh, we, we love our, our solitude or wh- whatever it is, right? Because we don't want things to change, right? But, but, but that's what caregiving is. Caregiving is saying, hey, listen, you know, the state you're in or the, this cocoon you're in, you can't stay in it forever. Yes, you're, you're grieving the loss of a loved one, a child or a mother or a brother. Yes, you're grieving the loss of a job or your dog. Okay, let's acknowledge it. Okay, this is hard. This sucks. Two years have passed. Cool. But now we're on to year three, and maybe we can go for a walk this year. Maybe we can take a vitamin once a week this year. Maybe we can try something new, create a new memory now, now that we're in year three, right? So, and that's the hard part, right? When do you implement? When do you prompt? When do you um, stop letting, you know, let's say if you got an animal, <laughs> right, or pet at home, you know, when do you stop letting the pet piss in the house and urinate all over the carpets and the rugs and the, and the walls? <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Uh, when I had a best friend of mine named Bridger. I've, I've mentioned this in times past. And um, Dwayne, Ruben, Randall. Uh, when those both of my classmates died, I mean, I just I just shut down, man. I got up to eat, go to work, come home. That's it. I had a dog. Man, my dog pissed in the house, crapped in the house, um, bathed in the house. I mean, everything in the house. Right? Cause I, I just I didn't have the energy to get up and and take a floor an hour or 30 minute walk or hike like I normally could or would. I just, I didn't have the energy. And, I, and luckily I had great neighbors and uh, a small support system who I could ask, say, can you come over and walk him for a while or at least take him out for like 30 minutes, right? So so, so there we go again. And, and that took time too. Right? And that took a lot of time just to find safe people, uh, trusting people. Um, so it's it's about... You know the individual person, and I'm going to repeat this again and again. Everybody's process will look and feel differently, because I, I can't tell you when you can start getting rid of the clothes in your closet of your loved one who passed away. I, I can't tell you when to do that. I can't tell you when to start um, downsizing your house. I can't tell you when to cut back on your eating. I, I can't tell you when to do that because I'm not walking with you. And this is the hardest part about being a caretaker and a caregiver. You can't really just explain what you're going through to any and everyone. You can't just explain it and people get it. Oh no. They're not going to get it. Uh and it's okay that that it's okay that they that they don't care. Now again. <laughs> again. Man Damon, you're harsh. No, 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 I'm just calling like it is. People don't really care what you're going through. The, but I'm going to re- repeat that the right people in your life, the right people who want to be there, they will care. And that's all that you need. You don't need 17 people. Which would be great, It'd be pretty awesome. But you might have two. You might have one. Right? And, and, and these seasons that come along, these people who want to be there, let them be there. Allow them to, to love on you and to comfort you and to support you and to, 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 to bless you with their time and their talents and their gifts. There's, there's this famous saying by Jim Rohn, all right, R-H-O-N-E, don't become 
a victim of yourself. I'm going to repeat that. Do not become a victim of yourself and allow your pride to, to stop you from accepting help, from receiving help, and to stop you from asking for help. Don't become that person because no one's going to feel sorry for that person because it's like, hey, you have help, you have a mouth, you have ears, you have hands, you have a vehicle. You know, ask for help. It's okay. When we've all been there, we all have, we all, <clears throat> we all will have a turn. It's okay. But I wanted to kind of break down the caregiving and caretaker role and how it's very selfless and it's very selfish. It's both. I'm not really sure how that's even possible. But I think as human beings, given that we're very complex creatures, it is possible. Because I'm, I'm a very, very selfish person. I have very selfish tendencies and patterns, and I have very selfish ways. And then again, I'm very, very selfless patterns and ways and choices and attitudes and tones. Eh, it's weird. But accept that, that, that that's, that's part of the process. It's okay. Well, hey, 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 just want to drop in for a special holiday message. Now, if you are a candle lover or a candle enthusiast and part of your daily routine is lighting a candle each and every day, then hey, this message is just for you. Now, at Wakington Candle Company, Michael and Stephanie specialize in handcrafting 100% natural soy products. Now, they hand pour and custom blend each of their signature, his, and her fragrance collections. I love that about them. Now, their products are curated to deliver a wellness experience and spur memories while illuminating a warm and welcoming space. So check them out on their Facebook or Instagram page, Wigginton Candle Company, or you can reach them on their website at www.wigentoncandleco.com. Thank you so much and please enjoy. Okay, okay, here we are, man. You've concluded. You've made it to the very, very, very end of another beautiful episode. I want to say thank you. Thank you, yes, for your time and and just your dedication. Call to action is simple. If this is your first time listening and or if you haven't become a a, a subscriber, please subscribe right now and listen regularly. Uh, If you've got a family member, loved one, even an enemy who might benefit from this topic, uh, it may be even a neighbor, please, please, please share it with them. That would be awesome. Uh, if you got questions, feedback, man, text me on my text line at 254 878 I value you. I care about you a great deal. And as I always say, man, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus Christ. Yes, he is the truest and purest love of your soul. Please have a wonderful week. Thank you. <laughs>